Did you ever think that songwriting could be so emotional sometimes? So emotional that it actually hinders your progress? You know, have you ever been afraid to let someone hear your song or felt like you were going to be unfaithful to God if you changed something that he gave you? Well, we know. We've all been there. Well, today we're going to talk on how to write better songs by overcoming four emotional mistakes that songwriters make. So you can write songs that people will sing. Plus, we'll have an action item you can take to overcome your most stifling mistake. Because really, songwriters should not be stopped by emotional barriers. So let's get to overcoming. Worship Leader, the podcast that takes the uncertainty out of leading prophetic worship so you can flow with authority and confidence. I'm Dean Lichten, your host, and I'm so thankful that you joined me. Please take a moment and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and consider supporting us on Patreon, where you can help keep these episodes coming every week. All right, so today we're going to talk about how to write better songs by overcoming four emotional mistakes that songwriters make. You know, many times I've written songs and I've had great expectations about those songs and I could envision the congregation getting a hold of it and singing it, singing their hearts out and really ministering to them. And uh, sometimes I see people's faces singing this song and how it, and then how they've loved my songs before and how they, (laughs) you know, always give me accolades or say, Oh, I love that song. I love that song. And, uh, then all of a sudden the brand new song falls flat and you go, what in the world happened? And you know, you really have to take a step back and you have to think, you know, I got to be tough skin through this. I got to figure out, okay, why did that song fall flat? Don't take it personal. Don't, don't get it to that point. You know, my expectation was there, but you know, emotionally you have to be able to handle these things. You have to be able to step back up and do this. You know, one of my biggest songs that I've ever done and I feel like I had this great impact uh was open up the gates and boy uh we the first time I presented that in congregation it fell flat I put it on the shelf for a year never sang it again uh but we came back out and went through a process and really it awakened to something brand new so that was good it wasn't fun to go through but it really was powerful so we're going to talk about you know how to write better songs by overcoming these emotional mistakes that songwriters make. So the very first mistake is writing for personal approval. When you write for personal approval, feedback can be painful, especially if it's something that you need to change. And if you don't uh, go through the feedback and improve on your song, uh, your abilities don't improve. You don't discover why a song wasn't, didn't work. And so eventually you can become afraid to share your songs. You don't want that to happen. You know, we talk about a songwriting process of inspiration, realization, and presentation. In the presentation process, I talk about three points to presentation. One is someone you trust before you go public with it. And you can give feedback on it. Number two is your worship team. You know, a group of people that you trust that you could try your song out with. And third is, is the public presentation when you go through that. So you want to make sure that you can go through these processes with a tough skin. You have to detach your feelings from input and receive a heart of instruction. You know, our personal approval doesn't come from our creativity. 
Creativity could be an affirmation. Sure, that's all fun and wonderful. And anything we create, when we when we hear feedback on it in a good way, that's great. But your personal approval, you know, comes from God the Father. Your approval comes from your value that he died on the cross for you. And you were worth it. You were worth sending his son. And, you know, affirmation comes through different ways. But this is something we have to detach our heart from because, you know, God said about Jesus, you know, as he was baptized by John the Baptist, that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Well, we know that Jesus' life was up to that point, was not public. But God said, you know, he's my beloved son. And you need to hear God saying that to you, that your personal approval is not going to come from your creativity. You know, meaning can come from that. Fulfillment can come from that. But your personal approval does not come from songwriting. And so the Bible says that if you teach a wise man, he will become even wiser. So what do we have to do? Do not write for personal approval, okay? I believe that every person who calls the songwriting, they should have a purpose for writing songs and they should have a purpose for every song they write. So when you set out to write songs, it's because you believe God has given you something to share the body that they can sing, overcome, and participate with. But there are also rules that make that easy for the worshiper to do. So writing songs they can sing. There are musical rules that you have to follow as well. So in that solution is you have to detach your feelings from input and receive a heart of instruction. Now, our second mistake is what I call perceived divine betrayal. Now, I'll explain it to you. It means this, the fear of having been unfaithful to God when you change something you feel like he's given you. Now, why do we say that? Why do people say things like, well, that's how God gave it to me? W- one is I think we, it's, it's a way of us trying not to take credit for creativity. Um, a false humility, maybe. Or maybe it's because, you know, we feel so astute. I'm sorry. Maybe it's because we feel so sure that this was from God that to change it, you know, would be wrong. Um, well, here's the problem with that. If we're not, if we begin to, attribute a weekly written song to God, improvement cannot happen. And a potentially meaningful song really will go unsung. If you take a song and write it and it's not good and you leave it that way, what happens? It stays on a shelf. Nobody wants to sing it. But you have to be able, okay, to understand that scripture is the inerrant word of God. Our creativities are not inerrant. Oh, they could be singable. They could be wonderful. They could work. But, you know, we're not writing the Ten Commandments, okay? We're writing a song that we want people to sing and participate in worship. You know, it's interesting to think about it. When God created Adam, the Bible says that he brought the animals to Adam to see what he would call them. And God handed the creative process over to Adam. He brought the animals. He inspired Adam. But then he sat back and watched what Adam would create. And I want you to receive that freedom, okay? There are certain rules. Remember, God made music. So we're coming in alignment with what already he already has created. So the rules of music that we use to create songs need to be followed, just like, you know, the rules of communication. You got to communicate properly. Um, And so we want you to be free from a burden. I feel like you're betraying God, okay? Because really, we want to be able to take what God gives us and deliver it through ways that are acceptable and good. Separate that creativity uh, and that fear 
of, of betraying God because God knows we're human. God knows we're fallible. And he create, he created music that we could use in his kingdom. So when we're following those rules, we're following his kingdom, so to speak, and making those songs come out. What happens is if we become fearful, so we break off the fear, we say, God, you've given me something that I can create, and I need to do it. I have certain rules of timing. There are certain rules of pitch, certain rules of key scales that I need to follow, but I can certainly be creative within that. So don't fall for that trap that you have to do it exactly the way God said it, especially when it comes to songwriting. You want to be able to write something that people can sing and be meaningful. Again, you're writing out of purpose. So that's obedience to God right there. Now, God wants to bring you an idea. He eliminates the scripture to you. That's like him bringing the animal to Adam. He brings something to you so you can then turn around and create it. So I want you to be free, all right, to write and use your skill and develop something out of what God inspires you. Our third mistake that's emotional is what I call creative superstitions. Now, this is these are mindsets and perceptions we have about how we have to write songs. We've all heard these stories of crazy things that, you know, I was in the right place at the right time and this thing came to me. So now I have to do it that same way every single time. You know, we have to be, you know, on a Tuesday morning in the back of Starbucks wearing our certain hoodie that's going to be there for us when it's time to create. Well, the problem with that is if we can't create that environment every time, if we can't get to that perfect spot every time, we put off writing songs because everything isn't perfect. And what do we end up with? Unfinished songs, okay? Let us not create, or let us not confuse inspiration with creativity. Inspiration is what God brings to us and creativity is what we bring back to God. We use our gifts that he has given us so that we can actually create something that he can be proud of. And he can say, well done, good and faithful sir, enter into my rest, a joy. And so the way I like to say it is inspiration can come anytime, but creativity requires an appointment. Now, the, here's the thing about creativity. There's three elements that need to be proper, be there to work for your advantage. And that is place. All right. Time and focus. You simply need a place where you can think and focus. It's like anything else. If you keep getting distracted, you won't be creative. But the sun doesn't have to be at the right angle. The wind doesn't have to be at the right, you know, uh, angle or the blowing, you know, the right miles or whatever you want to call it for it to work. Okay. God has given you the creative ability. He gives you ideas. So we want to make sure that, I mean, just think about this. King David wrote Psalm 57, hanging out in a cave, hiding from Saul. He said, awaken my loot, awaken my dawn, I will awaken the dawn. Um, you know, and from according to our commentaries and studies, that's when one of the times he was running from King Saul. He, he writes a song, running for his life in the middle of a cave. They were not perfect, ideal situations. So we need to take confidence from that, all right? You are a songwriter, so you can write songs no matter what. I've written songs all kinds of places. In the car, on the couch, you know, on the back porch, on the front porch, um, in the bathroom, 
wherever. I just know that I'm going to come up with something and I'm going to be limited by creative superstitions is what I like to call them. And so I want you to be free of that. You know, you have a message, figure out how to say it. You have a song, figure out how to sing it, you know, and you have something you want to deliver. So you need to step up to that and break off any of these mindset that cause you to put off songwriting because everything is imperfect. Well, you know, overcome that mistake. You will be able to write better songs. Now, the fourth thing that we want to talk about is I call it the mistake of the impatient writer. It's that you hurry to finish your song so you can say you finished a song. Now, you don't make that declaration, but it's kind of like a mindset in the the back that I want to get this song finished. I want to get this song finished. You know, I, I, we've created and produced several albums and there was a season where I felt like I was writing just to get on the album. I didn't test it. I didn't proof it. And I became impatient trying to do what I was doing. Well, here's what happens. Your songs end up feeling rushed and they also feel cheap or they feel childish or they feel, boy, didn't put much effort into that one, did they? So we don't want that. We don't want that at all. We have to break the habit or the, or the emotional tie to impatience. All right. Now, it might be more of a disciplined, but it also could be emotional to you. Accomplishment may be a big thing to you, and you end up accomplishing something that's not that good. So what is the solution to the mistake of impatient writer? Well, you have to make time to write songs. You have to commit to taking that time. And the Bible says that diligence is a man's prized possession. So if you're faithful to spend the time, you got to know that that is a prized possession. You know what that means? It's valuable. That's going to be valuable to you. It's going to yield fruit to you in your creative process. So don't be impatient. Become patient and systematic. I have a formula I like to teach. It's called consistent time plus focused creativity equals finished songs. And when you take the time to do all of this together, you will have better songs. Okay? So we want to write songs that people will sing. Now, before we move on to our action item, I want to let you know that the fall semester for CI's Prophetic Worship School is now open for application. If you want to learn how to lead prophetic worship with confidence and authority, then check out our program at propheticworshipschool.com. You know, I've been leading worship now for 25 years for Bishop Hammond, Apostles Tom and Jane Hammond, and together we have ministered in breakthrough prophetic worship. So you can join us online live for six weeks of training, activation, and coaching in our certification program. We'll show you how to avoid chaos, gain clarity, and see breakthrough in prophetic worship. This way you can become a trusted partner in ministry for leaders that they can count on you. So to text the word FLOW, F-L-O-W, to 33777 or visit propheticworshipschool.com to explore our program. Now, one of the things I talked about is giving you an action item that would help you overcome your most stifling mistake. And so here's what we want you to do. Okay, this is, I want you to pick the mistake out of the four that hit you the hardest, that you feel like, man, that's me. I know that's me. I need to overcome that mistake. I need to change my habits. So out of the four, okay, they are the mistake of writing for personal approval, the mistake of divine, perceived divine betrayal, and number three, the mistake of creative superstitions, and number four, the mistake of the impatient writer. So which one of these hits you the hardest and causes you the most grief or delay, 
All right. So what we want to do is we want to begin to write an opposite decree. Okay. I am a patient songwriter fulfilling songs for the Lord. I am a faithful songwriter who will create things from the ideas God has given me. I am a purposeful writer that I will not write for personal approval. I will write for the blessing of the Lord in the congregation. Or, you know, I am a strategic songwriter and I'm not limited by time, place, or elements. I can write songs at, a, at the right time with creativity. I can work on my creativity. So anything like that. So pick the particular one that you need to overcome and bring that into a creative habit, not an emotional mistake. So in summary, here's what we need to do. We need to receive a heart of instruction. We need to write in a way that is acceptable and good and partner with God. We need to be ready and stay ready and be creative no matter what. And we need to commit time to having patience to write better songs because songwriting should be meaningful and enjoyable and songwriters should not be hindered by emotional mistakes. Now, before I let you go, I want to tell you about one new product that we have available, and it's free. It's called Seven Ways Prophetic Worship Leaders Partner with Leadership for Breakthrough. All you have to do is go to propheticworshipschool.com on the homepage there, and you give us your email, and you can download this PDF for free. So, again, we want you to write better songs because now you can overcome those emotional barriers and write songs people will sing. Well, thank you for listening to the Prophetic Worship Leader, the podcast that takes the uncertainty out of leading prophetic worship so you can flow with authority and confidence. Please visit DeanMitchum.com where you'll find a lot of helpful resources and come over my books. Please connect with us on social media channels and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Consider supporting us on Patreon and help these powerful weekly podcasts reach more people. Remember, every worship leader can flow in prophetic worship. We'll see you next week.